We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Memorial Day really is all about remembering. And often when we start to remember, we attach a name and a face to that memory. Those who have lost loved ones certainly have memories. Those of you who have served far and wide certainly have memories with names attached to those. So this morning, I want to think about a few folks that I remember, a few names that have significance to me. And as I'm sharing this with you, would you do the same thing? Think about those in your family or your circle of influence who have given their lives and offered their life as a sacrifice to maintain our freedom. Remember their names this morning. This morning, I remember David Hothschild. He grew up four miles down the road from us. He was four years older than I was. And when David was drafted, he went to Vietnam. I don't remember when I heard that he had been killed in action. I just remember that I did hear it. And I don't know whether he received any medals or awards. I just know that there is a grave in Fairview, Oklahoma with his name on the tombstone. I remember David as a good kid, a fun kid, a kid that loved to laugh and very athletic. A kid that would fit in any crowd, a kid that did his family proud and served his country with honor and dignity. I remember David Hothschild. You see, Memorial Day really is about names, about people who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Many have served during times of combat who did not give their life. They gave years, but they gave years of their life for the cause of freedom, for America, for you and me. They gave their service to those who agree with their ideology and those who disagree. They gave those service to those who, with honor, salute the flag of the United States of America and to those who, in dishonor, choose to burn the flag of the United States of America. They sacrificed and they gave their service so that you and I could remain free. So we remember them today. I remember my uncle. His name was Charles Campbell. He served during World War II as a navigator on a B-17. They were based out of England and made bombing runs to Germany. And I remember him telling the story when I was a little boy about the day they got their hydraulics shot out on one bombing mission. They knew they had no brakes when they were coming back to land at their base in England, so they began thinking, what are we going to do? And he and several of the men realized if we tie the parachutes together, Throw them out the back when we land. Maybe it will be enough to stop us so we don't crash at the end of the runway. And that's exactly what they did. I remember my cousin, Gary Levings. I remember the day he was called to Vietnam as a helicopter pilot. The first six months in Vietnam, he spent as General Westmoreland's personal pilot. After six months, he said, I didn't come just to ferry the brass around. I came to be involved in the war. So he asked for a reassignment and he was assigned to a combat squadron. He uh, provided close air support for our ground troops, and he provided rescue missions for those who were pinned down under fire. Three times in the next six months, he was shot down, but he still came home. I remember a cousin, Dwayne Parker, who was a Green Beret in the United States Army. In 1963, before we were officially at war in Vietnam, Dwayne was sent there as an advisor to the South Vietnamese troops. He was on patrol one day with a group of South Vietnamese troops when he stepped on a landmine, lost both of his legs below the knee. Now, I can remember him coming over to the house. He went into electronics repair, and he would take off those artificial limbs when he was working on our TV and just kind of stump around. And I thought, now that's really odd. 
But he came back to be a contributing member of our community and our society. When I think of Memorial Day and remember names, I remember Scott Postlewaite. He was a member of the first church I pastored. And Scott served through the Gulf War. When he came back, he came back without any obvious wounds or scars. But his heart was wounded. His mind was torn apart. He needed help on other levels and areas. And we're going to talk about that in the close of the service this morning and how you can help a veteran you know who may not have a physical wound but is carrying the effects of post-traumatic stress syndrome. So I ask you today is, whose name do you remember? Who's significant to you? Was it someone who served in World War II like Yvonne's dad? Was it a vet that served in Korea or Vietnam? Or one of the many other conflicts that have raged around the world through the history of America? The point is, today we choose to remember. And we choose to honor those of you who have served. And I want you to understand, God also remembers our names. He doesn't forget us at any point or at any time. Isaiah 49, 14 through 16, the Bible says, But Zion said, Israel said, The Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. And then God answers and says, Can a woman forget a nursing child and have not compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget. And listen to this last line. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. That passage from Isaiah came from a very difficult time in Israel's history. A difficult time when they didn't know if as a nation they would even survive. So much difficulty that Israel believed God had forgotten them. Completely dismissed them from his mind. So God then spoke through Isaiah to remind them that he has not forgotten them. That he would level mountains and prepare byways and highways. He would make a path back to God and safety for his people. And then God says, I want you to know I haven't forgotten you. And to show you that, I have written your name. I've inscribed your name on the palm of my hand. Have you ever done that? Needed to remember something, so you took out your pen and you wrote it on the palm of your hand. I have, time and time again, because I wanted to remember. So I wrote it right there where I wouldn't forget. Often it's a phone number or it's a name or an address. Just write it on the palm of your hand and then you remember. You did it so we could remember. We did it so we could remember. But God did it, listen, because he cannot forget. God cannot forget his people. It's absolutely impossible. But how does he write his name on the palm of our hand, you might wonder? Well, we look at the gospel for those answers. When Jesus first appeared to the disciples, Thomas was not among them. And when he finally came back to join them and Jesus had left, they told him that we experienced, we seen, we talked with the resurrected Jesus, the Christ. Thomas was in great disbelief, largely due to the grief he was suffering with the loss of the Messiah. So he says it this way in John 20, 25 through 28. Thomas said, unless I see his, in his hands the prints of the nails and put my finger into those nail prints and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. The Bible goes on to say after eight days, his disciples were again inside. Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas. You see, the application is some of us in this room may be in the same place. 
where we know about God, we've heard about God, we've experienced Him at some level, but we're in a position of complete disbelief today. We're not going to buy into any of that. We're just like Thomas. We need something dramatic, something physical, to shake us out of our unbelief and put us in a position of faith to reach out and trust God. That's what happened for Thomas. He said, unless I put my fingers in the nail prints and my hand in the side, I'm not going to believe. So the Bible says it this way as we continue reading. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst of them and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your fingers here. Look at my hands and reach your hand here. Put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Another passage says it this way, Thomas, you're blessed because you see and believe. But those who believe without seeing are even more blessed. So we need to understand today that God has never forgotten you. He remembers you. He actually wrote your name on the palm of his hand. And he's saying to you today, don't be like Thomas. Don't say I have to see something with the natural eye before I will believe in Jesus and what he has done. But rather, be like those of us who choose to believe and are blessed because of it. I assure you, if you'll express your faith in Jesus Christ this morning, you will find a great blessing flowing into your life day after day after day. He said to Thomas, your name is written right here. You can put your finger in the nail print. You can thrust your hand into the side. You'll know your name is written right here. I have not forgotten you. And to those of us in this room this morning, he's saying the same thing. I've already written your name in the palm of my hand. It's impossible for me to forget. Remember, we do things like that to remember. God does it because he can't forget. He remembers your name. He knows everything about you. He's interested in every finite detail of your life. And most of all, he wants you to know and understand that the greatest sacrifice ever given was for your salvation, for your forgiveness. When his son, the son of the living God, chose to die at Calvary. And as he hung on that cross, and his blood poured from his veins and from his wounds, he did it all for you and me. You see, it was at that moment when the nails pierced his hands and his feet, when the spear pierced his side, it was at that moment that your name was inscribed on the palm of his hand. So you may think he's forgotten you. I've come today to tell you he is not. He remembers you. He remembers your name. He remembers every detail of your life. Would you bow your heads with me this morning, please? Your name is engraved in his hand by the nails that held him to the cross. It's an indelible reminder that we're important to God. Father, I pray now as we celebrate and as we remember this Memorial Day, as we choose to honor those who have fallen and those who have served, that you would bring each one of us back to the cross and remind us it's because of the cross that we have eternal life. It's because of the cross we're free from the curse of sin. It's because of the cross we are called sons and daughters of God. Now speak to individuals in this room, and if there be one here who thinks you've forgotten them, remind them right now that you cannot forget. 
Their name is on the palm of your hand. You cannot forget. And you have a plan for their life, a destiny for them to fulfill. Speak to their hearts right now, I pray. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed across this room this morning, you're here and you say, I thought God had forgotten me. Maybe you knew him at one time, and because of circumstances, something you did, someone else did, it really doesn't matter. You turned your back and walked away. Or maybe you've never reached out to him and believed on him. But you're here this morning, and you'll say, I thought God had forgotten us. Today I know he remembers me because my name is written in the nail print of his hand. That's you. You want to come to him and say, God, forgive me. God, change me. God, accept me. Make me your son or your daughter. That's you. Right where you're sitting, would you just lift up your hand? I want to pray for you right where you sat this morning. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And the risers. Anyone else? Just wait just a moment. Anyone else? Everyone in the room, would you please pray this prayer with me? Those two who raised their hands, pray this prayer with me this morning, would you please? And then make sure we connect on Main Street before you leave today. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I know I cannot save myself. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me with your blood. Take my sins away. I want to be your son or daughter. I want to be a child of God. Give me the courage and the strength to stand for you. Give me the ability to bring honor and glory to you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer in faith, Jesus is doing a work in your heart. Now it's up to you to press in, to follow him, read your word, be a part of our New Beginnings class Wednesday night at 7, and let God do a good thing in your heart and in your life. We're delighted and honored to have guests in our services this morning. Ushers, would you come, please? And if you're here for the first time, or the first time in a very long time, would you mind slipping up your hand and allowing our ushers to find you wherever you may be seated, and they'll get a guest card to you. We welcome you this morning. Come on, church. Make them feel at home today. Welcome to Christian Heritage. We invite you to join us Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We have a great time here. We have a new beginnings class. All of our student ministries meet, our young adults ministry, as well as a Bible study here in the sanctuary. Dinner we serve from 6 to 6.45. We encourage you to come be a part of that and then stay for the service at 7. Also, I want to remind those of you who are new in the last few months to Christian Heritage to join us next Sunday afternoon, right after the service, for a Get Acquainted Luncheon. There's a sign-up sheet out at Guest Services, and if you're new to the church in the last few months, you should have received a letter this past week. If you did or didn't, please stop and sign up to be a part of that luncheon next Sunday afternoon, immediately following the service. Ushers, would return it this morning, please? We're going to receive our morning tithe and offering. As you're uh, preparing to give today, if you're writing a check, make it to Christian Heritage Church. You can use a credit or a debit card as well. There's a slip in the seat back in front of you. And those of you watching online can give online as well. And those of you here can set up your giving regularly and systematically through the online giving function at chctoday.com. 
Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to give into the kingdom of God, to remind ourselves that you never forget us. You're always watching over us and out for us. We pray your blessing now upon this time of giving. We pray your blessing upon your people. And we pray that as we give today in faith, you meet every need represented in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, as we conclude this service with the offertory, I want to show you a DVD about how we can help our veterans who are struggling with post-traumatic stress syndrome. Colonel Sanchez, would you stand? Colonel Sanchez is a veteran representative here in town. He'll be out on Main Street with a table. You need information, you go out there and talk to him, and he will help you out and put you together. Please start that DVD, please. The Wounds of War. Something happens to the warrior's body. Many times it is happening to the brain. Fortunately, there's a new science that is unfolding right now in our time, and some are reporting amazing results. Bad headaches at that point. The first breath I took in the hyperbaric chamber, my headache went away immediately, and I lay there and cried for almost an hour during the treatment. This old wound care treatment called hyperbaric oxygen therapy. It's a medical treatment which enhances the body's natural healing process by breathing 100% oxygen in a pressurized chamber. In this way, the oxygen is dissolved into all of the body's fluids, the plasma, the lymph, and the bone, and can be carried to areas where blood circulation is diminished or blocked. The extra oxygen can reach all of the damaged tissues, help kill bacteria, reduce swelling, and aid the body's own healing process. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be remarkably effective in treating what some call the signature injuries of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, TBI and PTS. That's traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress. Now listen to this sobering statistic. The U.S. Department of Defense reported over 320,000 soldiers experienced TBI, traumatic brain injury, between 2000 and 2015. Now consider that the suicide rate among our nation's veterans continues at an alarming rate, up to 25 veterans per day. Many of these may stem from poorly treated or misdiagnosed brain injury and over-medication. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be an effective treatment for traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress, helping the brain to heal itself without the side effects of prescription drugs and the risk of over-medication and even addiction. It is the standard of care for the following 14 conditions which should be approved without question. Air or gas embolism, carbon monoxide poisoning, gas gangrene, crush injury, acute traumatic ischemia, decompression sickness, arterial insufficiencies, severe anemia, necrotizing soft tissue infections, osteomyelitis refractory, delayed radiation injury, soft tissue and bony necrosis, comprised skin grafts and flaps, thermal burns, intracranial abscess, and idiopathic sudden sensory neural hearing loss. Veterans sponsored by the Florida Veterans Foundation have seen the amazing results of hyperbaric oxygen therapy and we're working to make our veterans aware of this treatment through the VA's CHOICE program. Here's the procedure as we understand it for obtaining VA-approved hyperbaric oxygen therapy, HBOT. 
First, the veteran must go to his VA primary care doctor to request alternative HBOT or other alternative treatments using the Choice Program for TBI, PTSD, neuropathy, chronic back or neck pain, lack of sleep, and depression. Then, if referred, the veteran visits the specialist who is familiar with his condition and care. If the specialist agrees with the request, the VA primary care doctor should submit the HBOT request to the responsible VA hospital choice office. Then, once approved for HBOT, the veteran should receive a choice card and an approval letter with an authorization code from HealthNet. The VA-approved HBOT provider should also receive an authorization packet. HealthNet should then schedule the veteran's first treatment with the HBOT provider. If additional treatments are required, the HBOT provider should request those treatments by contacting HealthNet. When the veteran finishes the HBOT treatments, they should file within 30 days a request for travel mileage with a set per diem rate and, if previously approved, reimbursement for housing or hotel. The VA will only pay meals on days of travel to and from the HBOT provider's location. If more assistance is needed, the veteran is given, along with the choice card, a HealthNet contact phone number, 866-606-8198, or the VA website, www.va.gov slash OPA slash ChoiceAct slash index dot ASP. Now what about you? Are you experiencing migraine headaches that are probably due to undiagnosed traumatic brain injuries? Are you currently taking multiple injections and pills resulting in nausea, diarrhea, stomach pain, bleeding, swelling, and other unwanted side effects? Wouldn't you rather feel dramatic and immediate results by relaxing while inhaling pure oxygen in an HBOT chamber? To learn more about our HELP program or to make a donation to the Florida Veterans Foundation, please go to www.floridaveteransfoundation.org or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Florida Veterans Foundation or call 850-488-4181 or write Florida Veterans Foundation, The Capitol, Suite 2107, 400 South Monroe Street, Tallahassee, Florida, 32399. Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy. We've seen it work, and we believe it will bring healing and help and hope to a great many of our veterans and their families. And if you'd like more information, please stop by the table on Main Street and talk to Colonel Sanchez today. For you or anyone you may know who's a veteran suffering with these issues, would you stand with me this morning, please? We're delighted that you came to remember. And I challenge you the rest of the day, tomorrow, we don't say Happy Memorial Day. We say we remember. We remember your sacrifice. We remember your service. And today we choose to thank you. We're concluding the service today one more time by saying America the Beautiful. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church... We invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit for a worship service where the presence of God has first place 
you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.